Hey everyone, welcome to the Voyage Dallas podcast, where we interview some of the most interesting and inspiring folks from all over town, and we ask them about their lives, their businesses, their art, and more. All right, so here we go. On today's episode, we have Colette Copeland, super talented multimedia visual artist, educator and arts writer and we're just we're super impressed with her work and you can read more about her recent exhibition my jesse james adventure at the spin gallery on the voyage dallas homepage. she's also a content partner content partners help voyage in so many ways from spreading the word about the work that we do sponsoring our mission and collaborating with us on content like this and so colette um thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and uh, i think let's jump right in maybe you can start by sharing a bit about yourself and your story with our audience Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. Thank you so much, Voyage Dallas, for having me. My name is Colette Copeland, and I'm a multimedia artist, arts educator, arts writer, and social activist. I am so blessed that I get to do what I love, which is to make art, practice creativity, and share my passion to inspire others. Over the past 26 years, my work has been exhibited in 35 countries, and that has allowed me to experience the world and connect with other creatives globally. Currently, I teach at UTD and Collin College, as well as write freelance for Glass Tire and Artadolia Online Arts Publications. I've also volunteered for the nonprofit Traffic 911 for the past nine years, advocating and spreading awareness about the sex trafficking of children in the DFW area. My work is inspired by personal stories, history, and everyday life. What I've learned over my life journey so far and what I try to teach my students are strategies for generating creativity and finding time, ideally daily, for creative play. No matter what job somebody has, Being able to approach a challenge from an unusual perspective or practice creative problem solving is a huge asset. I am also a big proponent of using art as a catalyst to bring people together and have a dialogue. Art also has healing powers. There are now scientific studies that validate what artists have known for years, that visual arts and dance arts can contribute to healing trauma. I volunteer teaching dance for incarcerated teen girls. They write about how they feel before and after their dance experiences, and it is amazing how in just one hour, they can sense great changes, both physically and mentally. I love seeing them laugh and act like kids. My most recent project, my Jesse James adventure, is getting ready to open at UTD's Spin Gallery It will be on display from August 14th through September 26th. It's been a three-year labor of love and my most ambitious work to date. The journey began by researching my ancestry. My maternal great-great-grandmother's second husband, Billy James, was the first cousin of Jesse and Frank James, the notorious outlaws. After six months of intensive research about the James brothers, which includes many books, films, music, and even comic books, I set out on a series of three road trips over three summers, filming at the sites where Jesse James lived and outlawed. 
My journey spanned nine states and over 4,000 miles. And to imagine, he and his gang did this on horseback. I left a sample of my DNA at each site in the form of a lock of hair in a heart-shaped box, which I documented with photographs. I wish I had installed a hidden camera to see who found each hair offering, as well as their respective reactions. The resulting work is a 22-channel video installation that documents my journey, as well as explores the cultural myths and celebrity stardom surrounding Jesse James. The work also addresses fake news. Yes, fake news was happening in the 1860s and, as we all know, continues today. It also examines the problematic DNA databanks and how that data is used and sold. In addition to the videos, there's an audio guide that excerpts newspaper accounts chronicling the James Gang exploits. It's really interesting to me that the language used at the time is very flowery and exaggerated. It is most definitely biased and contributed to the myth that Jesse James was a Robin Hood hero. He even had a newspaper journalist in his back pocket. John Newman Edwards helped spin his stories. I've included an audio recording of the letter that Jesse wrote to the governor professing his innocence that was published in Edwards' paper. Jesse James' letter to governor from the Liberty Tribune, June 24, 1870. Governor McClurg, dear sir, I and my brother Frank are charged with the crime of killing the cashier and robbing the bank at Gallatin, Missouri, December 7, 1869. I can prove by some of the best men in Missouri where I was the day of the robbery and the day previous to it, but I well know if I was to submit to an arrest that I would be mobbed and hanged without a trial. The past is sufficient to show that bushwhackers have been arrested in Missouri since the war, charged with bank robbery, and they most all have been mobbed without trials. Governor, when I think I can get a fair trial, I will surrender myself to the civil authorities of Missouri. But I never will surrender to be mobbed by a set of bloodthirsty poltroons. It is true that during the war I was a Confederate soldier and fought under the black flag, but since then I have lived a peaceable citizen and obeyed the laws of the United States to the best of my knowledge. The authorities of Gallatin say the reason that led them to suspect me was that the mayor left at Gallatin by the robbers was identified as belonging to me. That is false. I can prove that I sold the mayor previous to the robbery. As soon as I think I can get a just trial, I will surrender myself to the civil authorities of Missouri and prove to the world that I am innocent of the crime charged against me. Respectfully, Jesse W. James. Thank you. Awesome. Um, our goal at Voyage is to get inspired and motivated by learning from life and the challenges and obstacles that we all face. So are there inspiring anecdotes or stories from your journey that you can um, that you can share with us? Like so many others, my early childhood was really crappy. My father was abusive with a bad temper, had an alcohol and a gambling addiction. He disappeared when I was eight years old, which in the long run was a blessing. However, 
He left my mother with two mortgages on the house and a $30,000 credit card debt. He left because he owed money to the wrong people. They threatened me and my mother. I wasn't allowed to play outside for a long time since the bad men, as my mother referred to them, kept watch over the house and had us followed. I had an imaginary friend named Sally who helped me cope through these difficult times. My mother used to tell me that I trusted Sally with all of my difficult questions and that Sally was the voice of reason. In 2016, I made a video about Sally. When children don't have a stable and safe environment, they don't develop a strong sense of self-worth or self-esteem, which puts them at risk for abuse and exploitation. For me, this manifested in being targeted and victimized as a child, and then later as a teen, and then again as a young adult. I developed an eating disorder with an unhealthy dose of perfectionism. I used drugs and alcohol as coping mechanisms. I credit my faith, art, and yoga with overcoming these challenges. My mother died last year after a long bout with ALS. Before she died, she gave me a psych evaluation from 1972. The doctors were concerned about my excessive fantasizing and my imaginary friend. The eval said that I was a rather attractive but sad little girl. And I thought, what the heck was the creepy doctor commenting on my attractiveness for? He said that I was suspicious of him. And clearly, I had good instincts as a child because he was a creep. The doctor found it curious that my stories were usually about death and destruction, and it was surprising that I told them in a happy way that was inconsistent with the story's content. His recommendation was to put me on psychotropic medication. Thankfully, my mother had the foresight to fight him and refuse. Flash forward to adulthood as a professional artist and educator. My creative tendencies were already in evidence by age six, and the doctors wanted to squash them and medicate them away. Artists in our culture are marginalized and made to feel inferior. Students tell me all the time that their parents discourage them from pursuing a degree in the arts because they won't be able to earn a living later. My takeaway and what I try to offer my students is to be your authentic self and don't let anyone try to crush your creative spirit. Do what you love, work hard, and eventually success will follow. A more recent challenge, one that pertained to the Jesse James Project, is last summer, two days before I was scheduled to leave for Kansas City, my beloved video camera died. I had to order one online and didn't have time to test it before the shoot. I had a grueling 10-day shoot schedule with no room for reshoots or bad weather. Of course, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It rained heavily for five days. Even though I checked my footage before leaving each site, when I went to download the files, over half of them were corrupted. It was a complete disaster, and I was in major freakout mode. There was no option to extend the trip or go back and reshoot. My mother was in the last stages of ALS, and I had to get back to her. This is where creative problem solving comes in handy. I researched and found a way to recover some of the corrupted files, and I was very creative in coming up with editing techniques to disguise my lack of footage. 
It wasn't ideal, but did challenge me to look at the project from different vantage points and work around the obstacles. Th thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And so hearing these stories is just, it's, it's really helpful. Um, so we're, we're huge on shout outs and using our platform to recognize others. And so are there folks that you'd like to give a shout out to? I'd like to give a big shout out to all of my collaborators. Without their expertise, my project would never have come to fruition. Ryder Richards is one of the founders and partners of Illudium, who custom designed the web interface for my 22-channel video installation. His company provides personalized digital and video solutions for artists, museums, and companies. They also provide remote monitoring, so it's an easy on-off switch for the gallery staff. Their website is www.illudium.com. Mark Mensa did the audio recording and editing for the Jesse James Audio Guide. He has been writing and composing music for over 20 years. His studio offers composing, sound design, audio production, and post-production for all kinds of media. He can be reached at his website, www.mensamusic.com. Ike Duncan, who is the voice talent on my Jesse James Audio Guide, is an amazing Dallas actor, filmmaker, artist, and podcaster on VocalNow.com. He can be reached at Ike at WhyWouldn'tWeRadio.com or through his Facebook page. Dallin B. Peacock is a musician and composer who creates commissioned work for TV, films, and artist projects. We have collaborated for the past five years. He can be reached via his website, www.dallinpeacock.com. Love it. Um, so how about yourself? What's, uh, what, what's the best way for our, our audience to connect with you? It's a challenging time for the world right now. We are in a state of flux due to COVID and figuring out what the new normal might be. Fear has been our constant companion over the past few months. Art museums and galleries have been closed. Initially, I was very disappointed about not having a large opening reception at the gallery to celebrate three years worth of work. But now, I am really looking forward to giving personalized mask tours in the pristinely clean and sanitized gallery. While social distancing, this is a great way of connecting directly with another person and having a real dialogue, something that has only happened remotely via Zoom for the past few months. If you are interested in learning more about the work and seeing the exhibition, you can email me through my website, www.colettecopeland.com, to set up an appointment. I am giving tours Tuesdays through Saturdays, August 11th through September 26th, and would love to connect with you. My Instagram is at Colette Media. Thank you so much for having me, Voyage Dallas. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you to my community out there for listening. Colette, thank you so much again for sharing your story with us. It was, uh, it's always illuminating speaking with you and, and we can't wait to have you on again soon. And to everyone who joined us today, thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you'll join again next time. Till then, take care. Thanks, bye.